This is Stars at Dawn Podcast. I am your host, creator, and author, Kayleen Elizabeth. Yeah, I graduated senior year. I was dating, you know, this guy that I at the time thought was a great situation and getting ready to go off to, you know, university. I, right before I left for university, found out that I was pregnant and I... I just didn't know what to do because I couldn't hide my brokenness anymore. My brokenness was going to show. Sisters, there is nothing that brings me more joy than getting to introduce you to my beautiful friend, Tabitha. She was a light warrior that continues to shine her light through the darkness of her past and radiate on those around her. In today's episode, Tabitha shares her story of brokenness and how her decision to seek truth through a source of divine love has led her on a continuous journey of self-growth. Her story will lift you up off your feet and into praise. Without further ado, I present to you the radiant Tabitha. Hi Tabitha, thank you for joining me today. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to share this space in person with you and I'm excited to share with all of our listeners how I first met you and my impression of you because I felt like it was such a powerful first encounter. It was a fun one for sure. (laughs) First of all, all credit goes to our dear friend Vicky because she's the one who invited us out to her birthday dinner and I'm sure as you remember over tapas and lots of red wine, you told us the story your story and i just can remember being so shocked by your bravery navigating such a big situation at such a young age and i immediately had such a deep respect for your journey my eyes were opened and my perspective on life grew a little bit bigger that day and as we've continued to connect over the years, sharing bits and pieces of our evolution as women, I'm always eager for our next heart-to-heart, like this evening, and I'm just so inspired by your ability to see life in light, that you encourage love and connection and growth for those people around you. You're just truly a woman who serves her friends, family, students, and community, and To be honest, Tabitha, you just have a powerful and beautiful radiance about your presence. And I'm just really excited to share this space with you tonight and to be able to share you with the rest of the world. And with that being said, Tabitha, do you mind sharing how you came to where you are today? I come from a household where I'm half Hispanic. My mom is all kinds of white. And I grew up in what I didn't realize at the time was a very abusive home, physically and emotionally. We also were churchgoers. We went to church on Sunday, and it was, it was, I had to process this a lot as I got older. I didn't, I don't think I realized it because I was, I was a big daddy's girl, so he was like an idol to me, and I didn't see the wrong that was happening at the time, but I did know that there was a big disconnect of Sunday. Mm -hmm. and the rest of the week. I believed that God was this, like, divine being and that God and church went hand in hand, and that's what I thought at the time. And I grew up living with my mom and my dad, my grandma, which I was very close with. She was kind of like a little safe spot for me, and we connected really well, and then my younger sister. 
And I think I like knew very well that what happened at home was something that I needed to keep at home. So if I was at school or at church or whatever, I didn't really talk about that with anybody. And I wanted to fit in with like this perfect picture that I saw everywhere else. Mm -hmm. And I think I looked to influences outside of the home. So whether it be, you know, friends at church that seemed like they had families that had it all together or friends at school that seemed the same way. By doing that, I think I began to really seek to get others to approve of me, but Mm -hmm. also really wanting to please others and like doing what I can to help them and make sure that they also like love me. Mm. Which as I got older really got harder. Um, So eventually my parents split and I still stayed close with my dad until he went to prison when I was 15. And that was hard for me because I think it was a reality check. Like, oh, he's not this like great fun dad that I thought he was. He does have his like brokenness and his downfalls. And I had, I had to accept that, which I didn't for so long. Mm -hmm. So I think I had to accept that. And then it made me feel like, okay, well, I need to find people that I can connect with that have brokenness like I do in my life. But I also don't want people to know that. So then I started kind of getting in this, like, I want people to accept me, but also I want to find these, like, other broken people. I can't be the only one that has this, like, broken Mm. connection at home. So I think I would just keep my story on the down low. But if I found someone that had something going on at home, I was like, oh, I can connect with this person, you know? Mm -hmm. But it really just became this, like, downfall of, like, me trying to, you know, say yes to anything because I want you to be my friend and care about me and think I'm this great person. And also, what can I do for you so that you need me as a friend or as a Mm. coworker or as a, you know, girlfriend even, Mm -hmm. which can get really dangerous as a teenager. I think that people pleasing and searching for approval just led to not the healthiest relationships. I started to blame myself for brokenness and just would, I got into a relationship and at the time people did see me as like, oh, like Tabitha, she's so great. She, you know, she can do it all. And she's such a great friend and she's a great person to have like on your team or whatever it is. Um, so school, athletics, school, athletics, selling in. Yeah. And I mean, and I wasn't like a straight A student, but you wanted me in your group because I was going to give it my all or you wanted me to be your friend because I was going to be the best friend I could be Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you needed Mm -hmm. or as a girlfriend and yeah I graduated senior year I was dating you know this guy that I at the time thought was a great situation and getting ready to go off to you know university I right before I left for university found out that I was pregnant and I I just didn't know what to do because I couldn't hide my brokenness anymore. My brokenness was going to show, you know, over time I was like, this is going to show unless I get rid of it, which, you know, went through my mind. It, I just hit a point where I was just like, I can't do that. Like it just wasn't in me. And I didn't have a place on that topic until I got there. And so I started my freshman year of college pregnant at a 
Christian university (laughs) and thinking like, okay, what, where am I going from here? Like, what is next? I, at this point, I wasn't with the guy I was dating anymore because he was just going in a whole separate direction than I was. And I didn't want to tell anyone at my university because I needed them to approve of me. I needed them to love me and I needed them to think that I was who I played off to be. And I would go home on weekends and go to my doctor's appointments and I'm like trying to figure out, am I going to have a child or what's, what else is my option? Because I didn't want to terminate. I had to come to terms with like the brokenness was in me as well. And it wasn't just, yes, I came from a home that was broken, but I think I just got so, I I was hard on myself because I think I was like, well, now I'm a statistic, right? Like Mm. she came from a broken home and now she's that teen, (laughs) teen pregnancy situation. I want to ask you, so when you are speaking of brokenness and how you're broken and you're trying to hide it, what, what exactly are you talking about in the essence of broken? Yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, I think just anything in the world that is not what we want it to be, right? So for example, like my father being abusive verbally and physically with my mom, that's brokenness, right? Mm -hmm. Is that what we want in the home? No. What we see as a healthy home would not have that. So that was broken. Okay. For me to, you know, have sex and get married as a teenager, I mean, not get married, (laughs) get pregnant as a teenager, um, that's not really, that wasn't my goal, Mm -hmm. you know? And for me, that was embarrassing because Mm -hmm. I, my plan was you know, the typical, you know, you go to college and then you get your job and then, you you know, or whatever, Mm -hmm. but being pregnant and not married and being a teenager was not on my to-do list, (laughs) you know, so that, that got broken and Mm -hmm. wasn't, that wasn't the life that I, Mm -hmm. or that others, a lot of people would agree, I think, that that's not the order of the way that they would want things to go. Mm -hmm. I think for a while I was blaming that all on the environment I grew up in, but I didn't realize that I was also victimizing myself and using that as an excuse to be okay with all the wrong that I was doing to stay on good terms with others. Mm, Can we just pause there for a second? Let's just let that soak in. (laughs) You're, you're victimizing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and it's hard to say that Mm -hmm. because that would be weak of me, Mm -hmm. right? To victimize myself and say, oh, poor me. But I wasn't really saying poor me I was saying it's okay for me to go off and do this with this boy or go off and do these things with these friends that may not even may may not be legal things or maybe things that are hurting other people but it's okay because I'm staying on good terms with these people Mm. and that's that's victimizing myself that's saying oh it's okay because I come from you know I come from a really hard background or I you know, I'm already going through A, B, or C, and, like, that's, Mm. I'm victimizing myself, and I'm now saying that it's okay to do these things that are not okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I ended up deciding seven months into the pregnancy, I, to go with an adoption agency, it was a private adoption agency, and found a really, really beautiful family, you know, weren't able to have their own at the time, and um, were really excited to adopt And I also had roommate in college who I finally was able to tell about what was going on. And, um, 
and she was so loving and I had professors in my freshman year of college that I had to tell what was going on because I had morning sickness and had to walk out of class or whatever and I'm at this Christian conservative college and I'm having to tell these people my brokenness and they are having to see me and they're still gracious and they're still accepting and they're still loving me and I just I think it just really took a turn because I didn't I don't think it took me a while to figure it out because even after I had the baby and the baby got placed with the family and I continued my college career it took me a while to realize that these people were placed here to show me that Mm -hmm. that brokenness is okay and that I can stop victimizing myself and just sit in the brokenness I thought I had to stay there Mm -hmm. I thought I had to stay there because oh well I'm already broken Mm -hmm. but no I can I can push away from that I can grow from that Mm -hmm. and move on right Mm -hmm. between my roommate that I had the same one pretty much all through college and after and the family that adopted the baby and professors at a private conservative college (laughs) honestly that I still have relationships with that's amazing it was just really I it took me the time to realize that like Jesus was putting those people in my life really pursuing me through those people and Mm -hmm. showing me like hey I still love you and like I still care about you and I created you and I want you in your brokenness and I want you in your goodness and I gave you these strengths so that you could push out of this and could share your story (laughs) (laughs) tearing up (laughs) (laughs) it took me years I I, don't get me wrong it wasn't just like oh and then everything was great it took me years because then after that I told myself well I already had a baby no man is gonna want me I have this like ugliness you know no no good man is gonna want me so then I sat in that for a while and felt like well I'm not gonna pursue a relationship with anybody because you know whatever but the spirit just really continued to like pursue me and lead me and just slowly like pick at that and show me I like definitely shied away from the church when my like dad had gone to prison because he knew a lot of people at church and I was like well I don't want to go there because I don't want people asking about my dad and Mm -hmm. in college I was at a place where I was like well I don't need church I just need my faith like who needs that the church stuff you know Mm -hmm. and like now I have found like a really great church community where I'm like realizing like okay having a community of people that is encouraging me and redirecting me and Mm -hmm. honestly loving me and telling have you thought about this or you know maybe you should consider this and like having those hard conversations and guiding me is really what the church community is about and I don't think I realized that at the time because I just associated church with these, like, perfect families and people that don't have any problems going on, Mm -hmm. and now, you know, I'm able to move away from that, but really, I think, I mean, so many people can get broken by the church and, like, religious systems, but really, if we can connect the faith and the love in the community. Yeah, it's like the spirituality. Yeah. Rather than, I mean, I don't know, I always have these conversations about, like, religion versus spirituality, but when I think of spirituality and, and you can give your input on this, when I think of spirituality, I think about the divine creator, the creator of love and ultimate forgiveness and compassion um, and miracles. Yeah. And that is to me, like that is spirituality. And then the religious portion of it, 
we're able to use those tools like from Christianity to be able to further nourish our relationship with that divine spirit that lives within us and that is available to all people. Yeah. No matter who you are or what you've gone through or what you've done or what you haven't done. And so for me, church and community is about that connection, that spiritual connection, not about making face. Right. Not about checking boxes, but about intimately connecting and learning what God is calling you to learn right. through those friendships and relationships. And totally. that's where I try and stay like honed in and focused on because right. the moment that my heart gets disconnected and then my head starts going is the moment that I'm missing the whole point. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, I mean, now I've been able to, and it's still a work in progress, right? I'm always going to be a always. work in progress. That's humans are a work in progress. <laughs> we are all a work in progress. Yeah. But now I think I, and more confident in being able to rest in my identity being in Jesus. And I'm so loved by him and so loved, loved so perfectly, like more than I, anyone on earth would ever be able to love me because mm. he is perfect, right? And mm-hmm. we are broken. And and that's he, not a bad thing. Yeah. But so many people think of like, I feel like, like sin has such like a negative connotation. And with my son, I use like, mistakes like we make mistakes every day mm-hmm. god please forgive us for our mistakes help us to do better the next day and like and when we're speaking of brokenness like we are all broken because humanity is imperfect right and that's the journey right the journey is to improve and to get better and to learn the lessons and whatever you are called here to do on earth that's our spiritual journey yeah and it's never going to be perfect right i mean I, now i'm just like i'm like okay my identity is in him Mm-hmm. I am his, like, daughter that he sees deeper than I'll ever know. Mm-hmm. He knows m- my highs and lows and still loves me, and I am here to stop worrying about, you know, like, pleasing this person or pursuing this person, but mm-hmm. working, doing his work for others with the strengths that he was giving me and sharing my brokenness and saying, like, hey, like, I've been there, you know? Like, we can come together, connect, and what's next let's move forward let's you know do his work and make the world a better place I guess (laughs) but it's so true and that's what community is and I and I feel that to the depths of my soul because God has called me to do many things in this life um one of them is to be a mother to my two amazing sons Mm -hmm. um another is to be a wife but also to be a friend and to be a creator because that's who I am I am so creative Mm -hmm. I have this ginormous imagination which I like have been overwhelmed by but now I realize it's a gift rather than my kryptonite and this podcast is a direct result of that of getting in touch with these incredible women and God has put every single one of you and Tabitha you in particular in front of me at this exact moment in time because how many days and how many weeks have we been trying to have this conversation but it needed to happen in this exact timing totally yeah it's it's really beautiful. I mean, to just like see how things work when we open ourselves up to being pulled like that. And it's a vulnerable spot, right? Mm. Like we have to be vulnerable to be able to be moved in the ways that we're supposed to be moved. Cause sometimes, well, n- we never really know, right? We like mm. have to, you know, sit in it and pray and see where, what's next, you know? Yeah. Have that quiet space and and that vulnerability, I mean, vulnerability is weakness, says yeah. the world. 
but vulnerability is really opening up your heart mm-hmm. and being courageous to know that yes you can get hurt but also when you open up your heart you open up your heart to receive miracles yeah. and that is one thing that I continue to learn mm-hmm. because it's it's easier almost just to like close up right and clam oh, up yeah. and to open your heart and to be vulnerable and have conversations like these and um to look at yourself in a way and say, oof, that's a really ugly part of me. Wow. Mm, I wish it would go away when I wake up tomorrow, but it's not. I'm going to have to keep working on yeah. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of like the things we're talking about <laughs> off air with my own personal journey. But, you know, it's, yeah. it's part of the process and we have to accept it. And I'd much rather grow in love and in wisdom and in courage and in faith than um, to have regrets. Yeah, totally. I agree. I'm really humbled and okay with the imperfection and the brokenness that I've experienced that I created for myself growing up and I think it's safe for me now to say like I forgive myself Mm. and I can move forward in the truth that there is beauty in my brokenness and glory to be given for the grace that I've received Mm -hmm. and opens me up to love others well and show grace to others in their brokenness and not sit back and say you know they're not right for doing something because they have a journey too and they're on a piece of that it's so important to remember that and to give ourselves forgiveness and also the people in our lives forgiveness because god gives us forgiveness we make mistakes every day i literally make a mistake every day sometimes it feels (laughs) like every minute And while parenting, sometimes every second, (laughs) it's like, oh, I just lost my temper. Don't do it again. I was like, bam, you know, but it's, if I don't forgive myself, then how am I going to be able to love myself and thus then love my children Totally. in a way that I really want to, I can't. So I have to forgive myself because I know that this higher power, this divine love forgives me always. And I'm always there and I'm guided and I'm loved and I'm never alone even though sometimes it really feels that way. Yeah. So just hearing those words is so powerful. And for you to be able to share your story out in the open is so powerful because I can't imagine how many people are just crippled by that fear of being judged or of unforgiveness for themselves and others. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's so much easier. Well, I can't say that actually. I was going to say it's so much easier to hide it, right? And to just go on and I want you to think I'm the best wife or teacher or friend or whatever um but it's not easier actually because then I'm living this like facade and keep having to like push things away and not let you find out things about me because I want you to think I'm perfect and then that won't let you feel safe around me you know Mm -hmm. I feel like when we constantly push those things down and hide like those things that we're really embarrassed about or even things that are like so not talked about you know out in the open often because it's so not common or not like taboo yeah taboo because for so things, give an example what what would that taboo know. situation like, let, be we all of course oh i got engaged like let me show that on my social media let me talk to all my friends about it mm-hmm. and then oh i'm getting a divorce a year later Mm. I'm not going to show that on my social media. I don't want to talk to my friends about that. That's a really hard thing to talk about. Mm. If everyone talked about it or if I opened myself up to talk about it, 
then people would talk to me about theirs if it, if they were going through that, right? So you, once again, you'd be the light. You'd, you'd give that person the courage to share their story. And ultimately, that's what you're doing right now. Having this conversation with me is that someone who has held something so deep with this tight hold grip in fear and in anger and in like self-hate or deprivation, now you speaking your truth has given them that light and that courage and that Mm -hmm. inspiration and empowerment to be able to know that they can speak their truth and feel free. I hope so. I hope so. And I hope that can happen for every topic. You know, my story is just one, but there are so many out there and there's so many people that have gone through difficult things, whether it was because of something they did or something that they sadly had to experience because of Mm -hmm. someone else hurting them. Um, I just, I, yeah, that's my hope that we can all come to a place where we can feel like we can be vulnerable and love each other and be gracious with each other and grow from it. I think that's, I mean, it's so important. Do you have a certain like mantra or tool or visualization or prayer that you have used or you currently use to get yourself through certain situations? I think really, if I'm in a low part where I'm reverting back to this place of getting in my head about worrying about, oh gosh, like this person at work doesn't find value in me or this friend that I want to like value me doesn't value me or if I'm just like really feeling that towards anyone like can revert back to at times I think I just have to stop step back pray and just remind myself I am loved all of me just the way I am not because of what I achieve not because of what I look mm. like but because I was created perfectly by God He knows me deeper than I know myself, and he still loves me more than I will ever understand through my worst and best times. Mm. And remember that. I'm okay, and I am loved, and I don't need to make the world love me. Mm. So I think that's, that's my step back and remind myself. And sometimes... I have months where I have to do that more often than not, and sometimes I'm on a high of, like, I'm doing great, and I don't need to remind myself as often, but I think I just have to, yeah, I have to step back and remind myself that I don't need to, it's not about chasing other people's approval. I am loved, and I am right where I need to be. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm accepted. I'm I'm forgiven. (laughs) Forgiven. These are great. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I need to be saying these. I've been saying, peace, be still, because when stuff goes crazy in the membrane (laughs) (laughs) I just need peace in there yes that crazy roommate up there yeah oh yeah that voice if you're listening to it if you can hear that voice in your head it's not you yeah (laughs) yeah right so well Tabitha if you don't mind will you lead us in a prayer for that sister out there that's listening to us and needs that encouragement. Actually, to be honest, I feel like I need that encouragement right now. So I would love for you to lead us in prayer. Yeah, totally. Dear Father, um, thank you. Thank you for being who you are. And thank you for your love and your grace that you, as much as we may feel unworthy or as much as we may be on top of the world, that you love us and you're smiling at us and just find so much joy in us. Thank you that we don't have to work 
at earning your love that you just are so perfect and love us so well more than we will ever understand and lord i just pray that all of us can just constantly step back and try to love others the way that you love us with grace with forgiveness with understanding and and find communities that want that as their goal as well so that we can just grow together in your glory lord in jesus name i pray so much for joining us today on this episode of stars at dawn podcast and thank you tabitha for sharing your story and this virtual space with us today you are incredible today i'm asking you sisters to do a heart check who needs to hear tabitha's story do you know her or maybe she is just a friend of a friend of a friend The only way she will be able to hear this episode is if you share it with your community. To grow a sisterhood of support, we must start by connecting with those women we already know. Thank you so much for your support. I appreciate you and a big, big thank you to those of you who have rated, subscribed, and reviewed Stars at Dawn podcast. And if you have not already, it only takes a few minutes and really means the world to me. Until next time, may you shine your light on the world around you. Love you, sis.